Like today, we're going to talk some Ugly Sonic. We're going to talk some Roger Rabbit, James Cameron Avatar, some Rescue Rangers, some Taz Stone. We're going to be all over the place. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk some cameos, 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 and cameos. Welcome to a Flash Crack episode of the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... Tiffany Silverbron. And another co-host is... Mike Russo. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> Hey, it's nice to be talking to you again, Will. Oh, yeah, man. It's good to yeah. be back, man, and see my replacement, man. She's shining, man. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, I, I ain't going to lie, man. I personally think the podcast sounds better with you two with me gone now, man. Honestly, I'm being 100% Don't. honest with y'all. Don't sell yourself short like no, that. No, no, I'm not selling myself <laughs> short, but it, I, I really like the chemistry, and, man, Tiffany's laughter just... It never stops, man. It cracks oh, me yeah. up every time, man. Tiff, you laugh at everything. It's great. <laughs> Even my stupid jokes you laugh at. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to talk some Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie from Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm not sure where we're, how we're going to do this. Are we going to just like talk from the beginning of the movie and go all the way to the end? Or are we just going to just freelance it and just talk? How do y'all want to do it? You know, it's a flash quack. Why don't we just freelance it? Okay. All right. Um, Why don't we start with you? You want to start with me? Yeah, do it. Go, okay. Go. All right. So I have to take a bit of humble pie and admit that the movie was better than I originally thought it was going to be. I, I definitely have to take a bit of humble pie. Um, I do think the movie is camouflaged, though. I definitely feel like the plot is so camouflaged. And it reminds me of uh, James Cameron's Avatar. Um a lot of people when that movie came out were like, oh my God, that movie was so great. But when I watched it, I felt like the 3D, the CG, and the special effects was actually hiding the plot of the movie, which I had already seen with Fern Gully and Dancing with Wolves. And Pocahontas. And Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I kind of feel that's what's happening here with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, but I ain't gonna lie, I laughed a lot. <laughs> the ugly yeah. Sonic thing had me cracking up, <laughs> you know, and the, the whole thing with his teeth, because I even forgot ugly Sonic even existed. I, I totally forgot about that trailer, Mike. I that totally was, did. <laughs> aren't we all glad they changed that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and I kind of feel, oh, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, if only they could always do that when there's outrage at a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he said, the fans got angry and burned it down. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of feel like with all the cameos, the Easter eggs, uh, a lot of the references, I feel like the plot is being so hidden that it's a basic plot. There's really not much to it. It's very uh, predictable. And I understand it's a Disney Rescue Rangers movie. It's not supposed to yeah. be so fancy. So I'll give it a little bit of a pass there. But I do feel a lot of people are being blindsided because they're just so nostalgic. Oh, I forgot to even to mention the animation. I ain't, man, I, I oh, like the, well, the animation all over the place. Yeah, let's get there later. Okay, continue <laughs> on your story tangent. You know, we'll get we'll get to the animation. Okay, and um, you know, so like you know, people are getting so excited with certain cameos, and I get that. Yeah. I got excited with Baloo, but I didn't like this Baloo though. I, I didn't like him at all. Well, it clearly was the live action Jungle Book version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the boring version <laughs> <laughs> and then like i saw some uh super smash brother references there, there's lots of references there's some references i didn't even get um you know there's no way you're gonna get everything no no no, no way. Not <laughs> um i heard jim cummings voice several times in this yeah yeah uh, 
I heard him for Winnie, Tigger, Pete. Uh, Pete, yeah, he was Pete too. And, and of course, we'll mention the last one. Yeah, of later. course. <laughs> but uh, he wasn't Monty, and yeah, that was a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, and then uh, I'm kind of curious. How did y'all feel about the voice actors? Uh, okay, I'm mixed. <laughs> what, Tiffany? You can take this one. <laughs> I'm mixed because I don't think I'd want to hear the chipmunk voices throughout the entire thing. Because I know they talked a lot on the show and that was fine, but there was so much dialogue here. And it wasn't the kind of stuff that they would have said on the show. So I think hearing those chipmunk voices for an hour and a half would have been hell. Mm. Yeah. So I think it was fine. They recasted them. But I'm just not a fan of that kind of voice they've got. I feel like everyone's trying to sound like Bobby Moynihan. Like that sonic voice that he does. Mm -hmm. Like all these characters kind of have that snarkiness to the voice. And I just don't like it. Yeah. Like, it's very insincere, especially Chip. And I just mm. wasn't... I guess it's better than the Chipmunk voices, but I just wasn't really feeling it. They could have probably picked somebody else. Did uh, Trish uh, McNeil, did she do uh, Gadget? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> very... So, uh, yeah. yeah. Tim, how did you feel about the voice acting? I thought... I didn't really like Chip and Dale, but I thought Monty was fine, and obviously Trish McNeil was good mm-hmm. i thought i actually thought it was funny the zipper voice <laughs> <laughs> that was um the guy from the progressive commercial um ah, i can't i can't think of his name man but i also remember him from the movie major league right <laughs> reminded me of like uh nibbler in futurama when he finally talks ah <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> all right now i know you two want to get into some roger rabbit talk um, I, I think Tiff should take the board on this one first. I think she should too. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So as I like the movie, everyone's constant comparison to Roger Rabbit and saying it's a successor to Roger Rabbit really makes me dislike this movie because I can't even believe people would compare the two. It's insane that they would compare them. Because, I mean, you got Robert Zemeckis. First of all, it's an insult to Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg and Richard Williams, one of the greatest animators of all time. (laughs) That's crazy. And, you know, like the cameos in Roger Rabbit were very, they served a purpose. They were very specific. They either were part of the story or they were part of the character development or part of the world building. And I don't really feel like that's what the cameos were in this. It was just mm. like all jumbled up and there. And it's like, you know, you got that scene in Roger Rabbit with Betty Boop. And it's like there to show that Eddie, like he didn't always hate tunes. He actually had a relationship with tunes back in the day. And it's mm-hmm. like so specific, like it actually makes sense. And I feel like there's none of that in Rescue Rangers. And then the main thing is, Roger Rabbit coined the term bumping the lamp, <laughs> which I don't know yes. if you guys know I know is, what that is. It's a term that means like you go above and beyond what's expected of you. And it was because of a specific scene where like they're in the um, the speakeasy. The back, yeah, the back room of the bar, yeah. And they just have him hit a lamp, which caused 
it to be like this crazy they had to like match the shadows of the animation yeah in like this crazy 3d way and there's no reason to do that it was just this beautiful animation piece before computers and i'm sorry mm. but you can't call a movie a successor to roger rabbit when they can't even have hand-drawn animation on the main characters <laughs> that are supposed to be hand-drawn that's like there's there ain't no bump in the lamp in rescue rangers and I'm going to piggyback on you. <laughs> Roger Rabbit wasn't completely built on these crossovers. It had everything else. It had the technical wizardry. It had Bob Hoskins. It had yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Like, come on, first of all, had a great human cast. Second, secondly, it was smart to set itself 40 years in the past. So all the cartoon cameos were timeless. I mean, yep. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Betty Boop, they're all there, mm -hmm. but it's all timeless and it's smart. And the, and the movie didn't live or die by the cameos. Yeah. This is Cameo City. It's, yeah. it's, it's, cart, it's IP Cameo is the movie. It completely sells itself on this stuff. And everybody, it's incessant, the Roger Rabbit comparisons. It's like... yeah. I feel like nobody wanted a Rescue Ranger movie. Everyone just wanted another Roger Rabbit, but only for those crossovers. Yeah. It, ma it, it makes me wonder why, why so many people even like Roger Rabbit in the first place. Do you like it because it's a technical marvel or do you just like it because Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse were in the same scene? Yeah. That is so superficial. <laughs> and that's exactly what this movie basically is. It's superficial cartoon cameos. And some and of it was fun, it but it's not going to be timeless the way Roger Rabbit is timeless. In 10 years, no one's going to, no one's going to be like, oh yeah, this is, this is still amazing. Cause they're not even going to get most of the references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the question. Why not just make a Roger Rabbit sequel? If it's like, you know, this is building off of nostalgia from the same era that like were people that were fans of Roger Rabbit. So it's not like it's nostalgia from a newer, like a way yeah. newer property. It's still like our generation of nostalgia. So why not just do Roger Rabbit? Well, there's two reasons I think. One is pretty on the nose. The other one's just an assumption. One's a rights thing because Spielberg co-owns Roger Rabbit and he doesn't want anything to do with Disney right now. So... <laughs> That's part of it. The second one, I think, is because there's just such big shoes to fill with Roger Rabbit that how can you really do a sequel and do that movie justice? Like, that's a real big risk. It's easier to do this yeah, and, still, and still make people happy than really go the extra mile. Well, if they made a Roger Rabbit sequel like this, it would have been pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Rabbit doesn't need a sequel. Did you read the like synopsis of the sequels they were going to make of Roger Rabbit? <laughs> no, yeah, I've read I them. Never, I never read yeah. that. The first one seemed pretty awesome to me. <laughs> I would at a wartime one. I would rather Roger Rabbit remain a relic of the '80s and stay that way than someone try to redo him and screw it up. Yeah. Because I guess that should take us to our next point about the animation, which was all over the place. Like you got the tertiary cameos are all hand drawn. Mm -hmm. Then you got 
characters like Chip, Monty, Gadget, Zipper, and Sweet Pete, and we'll get to that, <laughs> who are actually CG models, but made to look 2D. That does not come across well at all. That's hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see the way you're like shaking your head, like very resigned to the fact that it sucks. <laughs> I mean, what the, some of it seemed like, especially with Sweet Pete, was it um, motion capture even? Like that's how stiff it looked. It was me. so mechanical. Yeah. But then you have Dale and other characters who were like 100% fuzzy CGI. So mm -hmm. it's just all over the place. Yeah, the CG, the straight up CGI looked better to me than the like 2D. I, everybody <laughs> acted horrified when they first saw a picture of Dale. I think Dale came across better than Chip because mm -hmm. at least Dale looked alive. Yeah, he was like really expressive and I, he was cute too. Like Chip was a robot. Mm -hmm. Chip was a robot and it didn't have to look like that. How do, how do you feel about some of the animation of like some of the random characters like uh, He-Man and Skeletor? The 2D stuff. Mm -hmm. that, that didn't bother me at all. Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. And I love that they had, they actually had Alan Oppenheimer. Yeah. For, As Skeletor, <laughs> yeah. And but, did, you know if they had uh, Charles Fleischer do Roger Rabbit? I didn't check the credits, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Whoever they got to do Lumiere is very close to Jerry Orbach. Yeah. He looked, he looked good. He was 2D. And of course, the cameo at the end looked good. <laughs> yeah, really um, good. And actually, as far as the 2D animation goes, nobody mentions this part so far. I've seen nobody mention it. There's a scene toward the beginning where they show the final episode of Rescue Rangers, which didn't exist, but they show it in two-dimensional animation. But it was animated as if it was done back in the early 90s by Disney Australia or Disney France. Mm -hmm. Full animation with all these face details. That showed some respect to what Disney used to do. Mm -hmm. And it made me wish everything was done that way. Because that, that was so well done. Yeah, it looked really good, that scene. I was like, someone did their homework when they directed that sequence. Someone really put time into that. And it made me wish back. the whole movie was like that. <laughs> yeah. And it cuts back and you're like, oh man. <laughs> like Zipper looked dead. Like there was, and so did Gadget and Monty. Their faces were almost hexagonal. They were oh, so yeah. bad. I know, like this yeah, super unexpressive. And we, like with the girls, we watched some Rescue Rangers episodes afterwards. And it's just like, man, they were so flat in that movie. <laughs> uh, and then you got the stuff like gadget marrying zipper and having kids <laughs> and i feel like the i guess the joke for little kids is look at those weird deformed kids yeah they all as look an, deformed <laughs> but as an adult and as weird as this might sound the only thing in my head was the idea of gadget having sex with zipper and i swear <laughs> they wanted you to think that oh man and just Monty has a crack addict, only what you, cheese. What are you talking about? They play patty cake. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we so we don't rip the movie one hundred percent apart, you know, by nitpicking it. What, it was what enjoyable. Some, what What are some scenes that made you laugh? Mike, you go first. What are some scenes that made you laugh? This the ugly Sonic thing was great. <laughs> yeah. Because who had any idea they would reference that? 
<laughs> and it was and it wasn't a random reference he actually figured into the plot mm-hmm. i did like that i liked the sergeant and it made like, like a gumby cartoon i like that that was cool there were some people who were like oh that's like spongebob i'm like you have no idea <laughs> the history of animation you have no idea who that character is supposed to be and i laughed anytime a cameo got by that was something you know no kid would even get <laughs> i mean you had butthead on a bench i love but then that you, but then you had randy marsh in the sauna <laughs> like randy freaking marsh from south park like having marathon south park I can't even talk about what this character has done and keep this podcast <laughs> G-rated. <laughs> Aside from mentioning that the characters opened a weed farm for the past four seasons yeah. of the show. But here, Randy Marsh is wearing a towel Tegrity. at a sauna. Tegrity Farms, yeah. <laughs> here he is wearing a towel in a sauna in a Rescue Rangers movie on Disney+. Plus. That's the kind of thing that blew me away. Not the, not the My Little Pony, not the He-Man stuff. It's stuff like Randy Marsh that surprised me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tim? What, what, what are some scenes that made you laugh? Uh, it's hard to think of something specific, but I was laughing like all through the movie. I love that he was listening to that chip when he's like, it's at the beginning of the movie and he comes home and I think he's listening to Lamb of God. <laughs> 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 His headphones. Oh, man. Like, oh, before no. Tiffany, not to get sidetrack you, I thought of one more thing that made me laugh. Um, when they came up with the, the case of the missing Monty font, was yeah. the actual Rescue Rangers title card font. Like the, <laughs> and, Dar- and Darkwing and Tailspin, too. It's the Disney Afternoon font from the opening titles. They actually used it. And I was like, again, that is someone doing their homework yeah and truly <laughs> and truly getting it okay sorry back to you go ahead um i i really liked their the commentary and the joke with the rap song because they're oh yeah that was hilarious that, <laughs> yeah that <laughs> like, happened with like one of my friends we um have a, a a recording of it where we were like telling him to rap a song and he did almost the same thing except that instead of whale it was can and he kept saying it was like genuine and we were like laughing and i saw that scene and i was like oh my gosh it's just like my friend and that (laughs) it's like the early 90s tiffany when all rap started i'm such and such and i'm here to say and everything had a rhyme would say yeah everyone did that when i was in elementary school yeah. it was funny because totally. the, the, the rap yeah. was so bad too man like they were trying so hard <laughs> it was so bad it, it kind of I, I felt like it was they were taking a shot at today's rappers because they mumble rappers you know yeah <laughs> and then chip chip tries and gets stuck on the word whale too it's good yeah. it was funny yeah i was like not expecting it i totally thought it was gonna be like making a, a joke about oh now we're doing it now we're rapping and then it was like an actual song but i was like it's so much funnier that they couldn't do it and that it was like <laughs> i was expecting it to turn into a musical number i'm glad it didn't yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would say a scene for me that was i, I thought was kind of funny was um 
with Seth Rogen and they had all his Disney characters pop up on the screen <laughs> and they all were saying it sounding exactly the same and they had the same laugh. And it wasn't actually, well, it wasn't even his Disney characters. Mantis yeah. and that blob were DreamWorks characters. Disney had to go to all these studios and be like, can we borrow these characters? And they all said yes, for the most part. Yeah. Right? What was the name of the bear, the white bear? And then when he saw Baloo, he was just so starstruck. I think it was the Coca-Cola polar bear. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He yeah, was so is. starstruck. Because <laughs> Baloo is like the king of the bears. He's like so old school. He's so iconic, you know? And when he saw Baloo, he was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Baloo is, the ulti- Baloo is the ultimate Disney bear. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, my, you named some of the scenes that I thought was funny too, man. Um but uh, I think that that rap was hilarious to me. The ugly Sonic and uh, Seth Rogen scene were like just so hilarious to me. Yeah. You know what? You know what didn't work at all for me. What's that? And I, and I hate saying it. The I forget her name. The female cop. Ellie L. Ellie. She, she added nothing to the movie. I kind of yeah. felt like they 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 screwed up when Chip was. Um, uh, like accusing her of not like he was already like making the accusations like she she's probably the prime suspect I'm like it's way too early in the movie so we know it's not going to be her that's kind of like their way of deflecting you know right but like at one point she was talking about how her grandmother taped her original airings of rescue rangers mm-hmm. and i'm like girl you'd have to be 30 at least for that yeah. to happen you look <laughs> like you're still 16 don't <laughs> even start you didn't watch rescue rangers when it was brand new i thought the same thing it's like what so she recorded them in the 90s and waited until you were born maybe <laughs> on maybe on toon disney yeah but not original airings because it was on vhs <laughs> give me a break okay now before we get into the the terror that flaps in the night yeah double odell <laughs> i mean that that was an episode of rescue yeah. rangers they were basing it off something well it was double o chipmunk yeah but i was really expecting them to say the reason why dale didn't get that job is they were like oh no we're doing a different show with a duck did they would I, name I, who i thought someone was just going to say that not even name darkwing but say no what I, I later found out they were doing another show like this with a duck and that's it that would have been great and I was like, I was, I, I thought they would get so close to that and they never did. Mm. All right. So yeah. let's, go ahead. I, th- I thought the same thing. And I will say something about it, watching it the first time that was kind of distracting and we, and a similar thing happened with girls. So the first time I watched it, I was like, where's Darkwing? I know there's going to be a reference somewhere. That's like all I was like looking for, like in the background the whole time, like, is that him? And like that distracted me for like, and I was like, ah, oh, it's every single Disney afternoon reference. But the longer and, the movie went on without Darkwing, the more it became obvious they were saving him for the very end. Yeah. And then for the for the girls, the whole time since the beginning, they're like, where's Gadget? And this is where I think I think this is a problem with the movie. They were like, Where's Gadget? Where's Gadget? Mm-hmm. Is Gadget gonna show up? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why isn't she like in this movie more? Here she weird. is. <laughs> let's not but let's not play around though she's the most popular character from that show yeah there's there's a cult of gadget in russia <laughs> the most popular episode is a gadget episode the call a cult which they didn't even reference you think they would yeah. have once like I someone know. should have someone should have been drinking a can of cuckoo cola 
No, like it, they showed this in the trailer and it already like irked me like with the movie where they're like, we should go drink a, a non uh, non-brand specific cola. And I'm like, why wouldn't they say we should go drink a cuckoo cola? Like orange, they're not a orange, orange cola. cherry or grape. Yep. Bottled in Pensacola. <laughs> they could have played the song. Yeah. <laughs> now Tiff did uh the, the the scene where they showed the billboard and it's like a mock of a, a parody of a Super Smash Brothers and they had all the Disney yeah. afternoon characters. Did you pause it? Because I know I did. Yeah, we all yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> but they were sure they were like again, it's a case of like doing your homework. Cause why was Lady Bane from Gummy Bears there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to know that show. Bill was mad. I saw Bill commented somewhere that then again. Kid Kit had a skateboard. Why did he have a skateboard? And <laughs> Schnookums and Meat had such prominence on that poster, while Darkwing was kind of off to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I felt, I find it, I, I felt like that poster was kind of trolling a bit to a certain degree. <laughs> Bonkers was on it. I'm sure we'll love that. Oh, no. <laughs> Bonkers was in the movie twice. He had a cameo at the end. Yeah, he had a cameo at the end. I like straight up laughed just at the sight of bonkers as well. yeah. but, but yeah, my he was a bootleg version though wasn't yeah. he yeah. my wife caught him first she's like hey that's bonkers i'm like oh yeah there he is <laughs> yeah. and my wife hates so bonkers wise. as much as you do will so oh, like good. she caught it first hey there's bonkers and i'm like oh god just like instantly like burst into laughter like seeing bonkers he's hard to miss with his color scheme yeah, um, I will. I will say, from watching certain videos, it's been weird seeing people like missing. Not, yeah, they're missing certain cameos or like saying cameos wrong or something. I don't know. Yeah. But since then, there was something I saw where they said the. Um, I forget what character they said it was, but in that scene with the bootlegs, it's the Sasquatch from a Goofy movie, and they right. called it. We're calling it something else. And then also everyone kept calling that sheepdog on Main Street like something different when it's, I'm like, that's the Colonel from Lady and the Tramp. I mean, from <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. Why doesn't anyone know that character? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But I noticed people who don't mention Roger Rabbit keep, they do keep bringing up bonkers. Like this should have been a bonkers <laughs> movie. It shows there are enough people who are aware of this character. Mm -hmm. As much as he's hated, people like were like, yeah, where was Bonkers? This could have been a Bonkers movie. It's like, well, it wasn't a Bonkers movie because Bonkers sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but Bonkers is considered the Roger Rabbit ripoff, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, if this was an episode, if this plot was an episode of Bonkers, that would have worked 100%. Because mm -hmm. yeah. everything in this movie would have worked as an episode of that show. The, the entire bootlegging plot could have worked on Bonkers. They should have had Bonkers cameo as a one of the cops. <laughs> Even briefly, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mike, how was your reaction when you finally saw Darkwing at the end, man? How was your reaction to it? You know, it's it's funny, Will, because of DuckTales 27, set 2017, I've kind of gotten desensitized to new Darkwing stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't for that show and this had popped up, I would have like, jumped up and down and screamed <laughs> but i was still happy to see him um it was nice he got like full animation mm -hmm. and jim was doing the voice like it's really great and like the line what a load of malarkey is so darkwing 
And, you know, they have the pictures in the background too. And like, it's saying what we all think. Nobody wanted a Rescue Rangers movie, but we all want Darkwing. And they know that. They absolutely know that. And to end the movie, like the last thing you see in the movie besides the credits, because there's no post-credit scene. The last thing you see is Darkwing Duck saying that we want Darkwing. <laughs> to, end it, to end it that way, even though it was a 10-second cameo, means they know what we really want. Mm -hmm. Like the original Rescue Ranger poster had those Darkwing references in it. They know what the audience wants. I'm just worried that they're inspired by the success of this and decide, let's just do more of this, but do it with Darkwing. Then I will oh. get upset. And yeah. I think everybody who apologized for this movie are going to have a hard time if they do it with Darkwing. You absolutely know it. If Darkwing shows up with, with <laughs> crap cell-shaded CGI or even full CGI with a different voice and none of the other characters are in it, it's not going to be a repeat. People are going to get mad. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what they do. And I don't know. Like the success of this, because please, it's been successful. It's getting good reviews. Might set a precedent. And that, that's what I'm worried about. More than anything else, I'm worried about what happens. DuckTales yeah. 2017 was good and it treated him well, but that's behind us. Mm -hmm. Our future might be more of this. That's my concern. Tiff, where do you think this goes with uh, for Darkwing? Where do you think this leads him now? I mean, I don't think it means. I feel like a bunch of people are think are hopeful, thinking that that means that if they do a uh, Darkwing movie, it's going to be in that style. I don't think they're ever going to do that. I feel like they didn't even even with Ducktales twenty seventeen, which I feel like they put a lot of money into. They it was still like all, you know it was still like computer, super computer assisted. Well, the reason why Chip and the other characters were animated that way is because they were main characters and it was easier. Yeah. Darkwing got a 10 second cameo. If they yeah. do the exact same thing again and he's a main character, they're going to do it in cell shaded CGI. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I don't think they would do it full on 3D CGI. <laughs> they don't, like, that would be too expensive, I think, for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and I think they know better. <laughs> I think that that would be like extreme outrage from people. <laughs> but of course, the popularity of the new Darkwing from the new DuckTales means that you don't really need Jim Cummings, and that worries me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there's a precedent for that too. A Darkwing not voiced by Jim. So I worry about that as well. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... Of the heart of that character. <laughs> Tiff, do you think uh, the Darkwing should be like in a human world or should it should just stay in a duck world in St. Canard by itself? If they were going to do a movie that was based on that one episode <laughs> where he went into the human world, then maybe. But yeah, I don't. I don't think so at all. I think it should just be in St. Canard. Here's the big difference between Darkwing and Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. There is no Rescue Rangers lore. 
Nobody cares about the, the city the rescue rangers yeah. live in. There's no, there's nobody's passionate about the ins and out of that show. Sure, people love Gadget, for example, but nobody cares about where the characters live. We don't, we don't even know the name of the city. Is it New York City? The characters aren't deep. There's no lore. Darkwing, meanwhile, has a ton of lore and a ton of character dynamics. Like there's a lot more to Darkwing. And if you take it all away, it's not Darkwing yeah. anymore. Rescue Rangers, you can just say, oh, it's Chip and Dale, the characters we all know from other things. And we can play with them as much as we want. But there's one Darkwing. Mm -hmm. It's different for him. Yeah, so I mean, Disney Ducks in general, it's like all intertwined and like a big thing and a thing that's been going on for years and years and years. So it is definitely different. I'm okay with them bringing in new characters. I'm okay with certain cameos, but I just hope it's not cameo galore like uh, this Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie was, you know? I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the DuckTales people or even like a random Disney Afternoon character, but as long as it's not cameo-driven, I'll probably be happy with it. And of course, I know I mentioned this before, Tiffany, when we talked about this subject is, um, I know Tad Stones is, you know, a consultant for whatever this new Darkwing thing is. But I think people hear that and think Tad Stones created the character. He's going to make sure nothing is changed. But that's not who Tad Stones is. Tad Stones doesn't mind when things get changed. He welcomes it. And more power to him. That isn't a, that isn't a criticism. Mm -hmm. He loved this Rescue Ranger movie. Yeah, he was Again, all about it. Good for him. Good for him. More power to him. But that means he isn't so wedded to his characters that he's going to veto things because it isn't what he did. He welcomes change. Mm -hmm. So if they decide to change things about Darkwing Duck, the only thing I can see Tad being a stickler for is his relationship with Goslin. Otherwise, I don't yeah. think he'd care what they changed. And people have to prepare themselves for that. Like the fact that Tad's all over social media saying this movie was great and defending it again, great. But that means Darkwing can go many different places and still get his blessing. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would want to keep it like cartoon violence -y, though, like slapstick. <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> let them ruin it because he definitely wouldn't let them ruin it. But it's not going to be like the show never ended in 1992. Yeah. If you're thinking that, get it out of your head right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here's another thing I thought about the movie is what I thought was weird when they're going into like the history of like Chippendale and it's like, oh, they met at school and then they like wanted to get into acting. I was like, why didn't they reference any of the Donald Duck shorts? I don't understand. Like they just acted like that didn't exist. Like, why was that, like, erased from, like... Guarantee like, it's because Disney didn't want them using Donald. Disney had stipulations of what characters they couldn't use, and apparently, like, the big characters, like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, were off the table. Mm. So that could be it. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have to show him, though. You're just saying they at least they reference it. Shorts, yeah. Also, Rescue Rangers wasn't as big as the movie would like us to believe. It was popular, but it wasn't a it wasn't like a Ninja Turtle esque phenomenon, or even a Ducktales. <laughs> it wasn't even as big as Ducktales. No. Okay, uh, Mike, are we gonna uh, score this movie? Well, oh, we can, but there's one elephant we have to get to. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, 
I know Tiffany wants to talk about Sweet Pea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, too. <laughs> All right. So the internet kind of exploded on <laughs> Sweet Pea and Disney. And, um, yeah. you know, think that it's bad or offensive because it's a reference to Bobby Driscoll, the original voice of Peter Pan. And I 100% disagree with it. And it kind of bothers me, the reaction that people are having, because, I mean, personally, I'm a huge classic movie person, and I'm yeah. also a classic Disney person. So, like, I know yep. who Bob Driscoll is, and I know mm -hmm. that, like, if I said his name, like, two months ago, no one would know who I was talking about, and they wouldn't even care if I nope. told anything about his story to them. And now all of a sudden people are saying it's this crazy thing where Disney's mocking him and people are posting about what Disney did to him. And I think it's a lot of like exaggerated false information. It would be like saying, and I think also I was telling Greg that this is what it feels like to me, like the reaction. It feels just like that Will Smith <laughs> slap to Chris Rock because <laughs> like the joke was so minor it wasn't like sweet pete doesn't look they didn't like bobby driscoll didn't get fat and like oh and you know unshaven and have anything to do with his character they just made one tiny little reference and it was pretty mild and it actually is that is criticizing disney it's not criticizing him it's criticizing disney saying that disney was bad for doing it so i mean i don't <laughs> I don't understand. Like, but I also think it's possible to have no idea that it even happened and said, hey, look, why not, the boy who never grew up, let's make him grow up and turn him into the villain. That'd be funny. It is possible they didn't know. I mean, mm. maybe, that, maybe that's being naive, but... I think still. it's just like having that scene with like the zits. I mean, I thought of that right away. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's funny. It's a reference. And to Bobby Driscoll but like I don't it doesn't seem it's like yeah he had a tragic ending but it was so many years after he left Disney and it wasn't like the way that people are wording it it's like he Disney like fired him and that's not even 100% true either he was it, this was back in like the contract days they just yeah. let him contract and he still was doing random things for Disney afterwards and he was still working as an actor he just like went down like, you know, a dark path eventually. A and lot he, of child actors do. Yeah, do research totally. what happened to Little Rascals sometime and you'll be yeah. depressed for days. I know. And, um, and Britney Spears, she started at Disney. And I feel like if they made like a tiny little reference to Britney Spears in a movie, no one would be like, oh my gosh, like they're mocking like this. Look, star. Here's, here's what's going on right now. And I guess this could be like the final wrap up of this particular topic. Between what's happening at the parks that people are unhappy and a lot of political stuff, hatred of Disney or Disney hate culture has really boiled over in the past few weeks. Like it's really gotten bad. And right now there are groups who just want a reason to hate the company. So when this happens, even if you wouldn't have cared before, it's a good reason to hate on them even more. And there are YouTube channels, for example, who build their entire audience on the hate culture. 
Yep. And there was one channel I won't mention by name where I went on their comments and about this entire topic, it literally is nothing but boycott Disney. Disney's awful. Disney did this to Bobby Driscoll. Disney's making fun of them. And my response is, who is Disney? Who is they? Peter Pan came out 70 years ago. Everybody who made that movie is dead. Yeah. Disney is not a they. Disney is not a person who makes all decisions. And it's like, just to say Disney is evil. Disney did this to Bobby Driscoll. Now Disney is doing this to Peter Pan and they're tarnishing their legacy by making fun of Disney, Peter Pan. It's like, Disney, why why can't Disney make fun of itself? Like that isn't a bad thing. And if you really want to talk about him in particular, like, yeah, okay, they made a joke. And what it has done is like, he was completely forgotten and unknown. And now everybody's talking about him and researching like who he is. And it's like bringing him back because of Disney. So but I it's mean, also, but it's also bringing back the film that has bigger problems than what happened to Driscoll. Oh yeah. Like I mean, that. Did we suddenly forget thing. that your sacred cow <laughs> is full of racist stuff? Like you're yeah, acting I like Peter no Pan's this, this untouchable thing now. But like <laughs> yeah, last month you were mad about the Indians. Now you're mad about something else. Like make up your mind about what you're mad about. Yeah, I, and that's what I thought was cool too, was to do that to Peter Pan. The To me is like the most problematic of all like Disney movies. I know he doesn't get talked about as much as like other ones, but it's like, I don't know when the last time you watched it, but I was watching it recently like with the girls and it's like oh my gosh like (laughs) yeah everything in this is like crazy but it's always been accepted part of disney's legacy how do you deal with it now wasn't he also in song of the south and treasure island yeah Yeah, he was yes and so dear to my heart you can't take movies like Dumbo and Peter Pan and pretend they don't exist all these years later. They're mm. too big a part of the legacy. Yeah. It's 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 a situation that I don't think Disney knows how to deal with. You can't just pretend yeah. they don't exist. I mean, yeah, like Tinkerbell is such a huge property now for they Disney. Dumbo rides huge. are at every Disney park. <laughs> Literally. And but I will say with Tinkerbell, it is cool. They completely like changed her character and is nothing like just being a, a jealous woman who's obsessed with her body image like she was in Peter Pan. <laughs> it's like it's one thing, it's one thing after the other. Like the original Tinkerbell was body obsessed and just a complete yep. BI. Oh, also you have the Indians, but if you forget about those, oh yeah, Captain Hook's evil, but he was also gay. Why does he have to be gay and evil? It's like, how do you know he's gay? It's, and he it's always something. <laughs> no one's happy. Everyone's got to find something to be upset about. <laughs> but anyway, back to Rescue Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so are we going to score this? Are we going to yeah, score this? Yeah, let's score it. Will, go first. You want me to go first? Um, I'm going to push here. I wanted to go two and a half or, or two. So I'm going to go, I'm going to push. I'm going to give it a 2.3. Okay. I'm gonna push. Yeah. All right. Uh, you might. Out of five? Out of five. Um, 2.3 seems kind of low. Two and a half seems kind of low. I'll be super generous. I'll give it a three because okay. it's fun to watch. I don't think it's going to hold up really great. I don't think I'm going to revisit it very often, but it was fun in the moment. 
three. You too. Yeah, it's exactly my score three. I think that um, I think that if you're looking at it as like a movie for kids, then it definitely works. Like, there's nothing wrong with it um, for kids. Like, there's nothing that you know is it. But there are better movies you probably could show kids. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. but it's like it's funny and enjoyable, and like they like it. So I think it's it's good for them. And then for adults, I thought it was really funny. I don't think it was groundbreaking. I don't think it was brilliant, but it was enjoyable. So I can't really rate it high. But yeah, I mean, three. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of, Tiffany? And since we're right in the middle of talking about it, Dangerous Currency. Once the novelty <laughs> of all of the crossover stuff wears off, are people going to st still look at this as finally as they do now? Once that yeah. big novelty is gone and everyone's over it, ugly sonic are they gonna sit there and say <laughs> when they start looking for more will they still be satisfied That's a good yeah point. when they're finally past all the superficial stuff and they want to watch it for the characterization and the plot then what's going to happen because <laughs> roger rabbit this ain't yeah all right so mike man what y'all got coming up on the podcast man what you and tiff got coming up uh the final installment of dangerous currency <laughs> although we have to record that but with but part three drops after this drops okay so we have part three coming up with us and stan and then after we record this tomorrow we're going to do part four so we're halfway through as far as our listeners know uh and then we move on to joe books joe books yay yeah. <laughs> how, how many weeks is that how many weeks is joe books eight eight issues eight issues okay I'm looking forward to that because every comic is a winner. Every issue is a winner. Yeah. So, books. so the negativity <laughs> of Dangerous Currency will go back up to being positive again. We promise. <laughs> we promise. All right. So Mike, for the people tuning in for the first time, where can they find us at? Good luck. Uh, all, thanks. All <laughs> podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes. We're back on Facebook. I thought it was gone, but it's back. Um iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or you can see our faces and watch us on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, you got any uh, plugs you want to give? Any shout outs? Yeah, I'm on um, Instagram at Tiffany Silverbron and at Regurgitating Gertie. And I'm on YouTube at um, Radioact Tiffany and Carney Tube. CG. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give a shout out to me and my kids because we going to Disney World next week. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we're gonna be gone for a week. Buy us some stuff. Yeah, and then we're going to the water park. We're going to Typhoon Lagoon. Are you gonna Are you gonna go to Universal at all, or just totally Not, Disney? Just all Disney. Where are you? Oh, you said you have a timeshare, right? Yeah, I got a timeshare. What um, what resort for the timeshare? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the St. Canard Files. Y'all will catch them on Monday talking about Dangerous Currency and the week after that. And uh, maybe an interview surprise oh, interview popping I up I hope somewhere. so. I'm working on something, but it's just, <laughs> well, it should happen, but it's it's slow going. So. Okay, so hopefully that will happen. And then uh, the, they'll hit that Joe Book series. So uh, thank y'all for tuning in and make sure y'all stay dangerous. Good night, everybody. Bye.